This is Becky Schultz. I had a chance to sit down with Craig Wilkins, Tucson Portable Power, to discuss the issue of wet stacking in generators and how a new option available through Tucson can help to address this issue. So I understand that wet stacking is a significant concern for end users of generators at this stage. That's correct. Can, can you talk a little bit about what the problem is there and it sounds like you have a solution to offer. Well, um, a lot of it is uh, industry miseducation, if you will, because many times uh, people rent larger generators than they need to begin with. And what happens is that they think that bigger is better. They may have uh, something larger on the lot available, the rental lot, and so that goes out the door for a very tiny, tiny application. Either way, we, we seem to get into a number of applications where the load, the entire electrical load that we're powering, doesn't exceed, say, 5 or 10% of the general output of the generator set. So when you're running something at 5% load, you're basically idling it. Just imagine what would happen in your car if you let it run outside for, say, idle in park for two weeks, 24-7. You'd, it wouldn't like it. It so, wouldn't like it and it would be expensive if you were wasting That's fuel. true. So <clears throat> um, we get into uh, applications when it is real low where the engine does not even get to up to hopper operating temperature, 210 degrees. Okay. And what happens is over a period of time, like a week or so, we'll start plugging up the, uh, all the fuel is not being burned completely in the fuel cylinders, in the, uh, in the cylinders, and uh, the exhaust components will start plugging up with unused fuel, and it uh, also gets it into a situation in larger units where you'll start um, uh, not being able to run properly and uh, meet and still meet the EPA regulations, which is why all of that stuff was designed for to begin with. Sure. So, um, we have low load situations. What happens is that you, it sends you a signal saying, hey, Mr. Operator, you're running too low of load. I need more juice. We need more, you know, load. <clears throat> and they'll hit the reset button and it'll run for another 12 hours or another day and it'll say, I need more load. And they'll hit the reset button. And after the third time of hitting the reset button, it shuts down and you can never start it again. Okay. And you have to call out a technician. He plugs in a computer and resets it all. And then he tells you, now don't do that again. And each one of those times, invariably, when that technician is called, it's 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. It's not on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. time. So it's an expensive trip. So, um, and it's a, it's a nuisance, but it's the law that we have. It's, what the, it's the controls that EPA requires us to have so that the engine is running optimally and providing the most clean exhaust, okay. all right? What we have designed is for those applications is a device that is belt driven. Um, it hangs off of the engine almost as if an electrical alternator and it creates heat and it creates load on the engine. 
Okay. And that allows us then to run for much longer periods of time before anybody has to hit a reset. And it gets us over that 30% load threshold, which the engine manufacturers like to see. They like to see 30% load on their engine. Right. And if they don't get 30% load, that's when we get into the wet stacking situation. I see. Um, so the the uh, we call it intelligent load management system. Why? Because it's got a mind of its own. We it's programmed to run only when needed, meaning when you're below 30% load, when it's ex uh, extremely cold weather. Right. If it's 110 degrees in, in Texas, it will not kick on. Okay. <clears throat> and um, it's intelligent because the operator doesn't have to do anything. It runs at all different voltages. It runs by itself. It has a brain of itself, and it's connected to the engine ECM, the engine control module. When it calls for fuel, it shuts down and gets out of the way so that what little bit of parasitic load is there right. is gone to give full output, full capability to the engine and alternator to start those big motor loads when they hit. Perfect. So with a system like this, is it does it come standard on the generator? Uh, we offer it as an option on our price list, so you can order it with or without. Not all, all applications need it. If, right. If you have a consistent amount of, uh, let's say you have a fleet and you have, let's say you're running heaters or air conditioners, or but you, you, you rent them in a package. They always go out the same. You're always going to be hitting, if you know that you're going to be hitting 30% minimum requirements all the time, right. then there's no reason for it. Sure. If you have your own setup of what you're of what you're using. Okay. If you're going to be on different applications and renting out to different customers uh, every week, well then you're probably going to need it. Because um, sooner or later somebody's going to have a, a significantly low load. Here's a classic example. A lot of people rent this generator set right here. They buy it and rent it. Right for the size of the fuel tank because they can run almost a week on this fuel tank. So that's a wonderful convenience, but they'll rent it for, and they'll run a, a site uh, trailer. Okay. And you've got one light bulb in there, right. maybe a computer or two, maybe a, a cell phone plug-in charge, okay. and maybe a fan or an HVAC, you know, a, a air conditioner hanging in the window. None of that stuff runs all the time, and most of the time you're, you're way oversized for a generator set for that kind of application. So that's a classic example. Every new construction site has a trailer. Absolutely. Every one of them starts with a generator because they don't have power yet. Right. And that's the classic situation where we just have somebody that's running it 24-7 or at least one long shift a day and not loading it with anything significant. Okay. Okay. So what about the, the cost? I mean, you're, you, obviously it's an attic expense. I could see a contractor, maybe they can justify it. Rental center, maybe kind of sitting there going, well, I don't know, is this really worth it? And what about the ROI on, on investing in this type of an option? Well, we uh, that's why we left it as an option and not standard, because right. we think it's a great enough feature to make it standard, but it is costly. It's, a, um, it's about a $5,000 item. Okay. So you're looking at, uh, if you're going to keep your piece of equipment 
uh, eight to ten years, which is typical in the generator business. Um, you know, how many weekend uh, technician trips are you going to have to pay for over that period of time where uh, you won't, uh, it, it, you know, for overtime or whatever to uh, to have your your generator worked on and have your regens reset with a computer, which is mandatory if you if you go into the reset situation. Um, uh, you know, you're going to spend a thousand dollars maybe a weekend for not every weekend, but I guess but all you have often is often enough. You often you have enough. over the lifetime of your generator. You're going if you save, you know, uh, three or four uh, visits, you've got a an un, uh, unhappy customer because he's got a he's going to be down for that period of time. Right. Plus, you're going to have the cost of paying a technician to come out and reset it because he didn't load it enough. Absolutely. So there's your ROI. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for helping me to better understand not only the wet stacking issue, but also learn about a system that can maybe help to address that it for is a lot a, of end users. It is a trending issue right now, and uh, a lot it has a lot of people's attention. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Craig. You're welcome, Becky. I appreciate it.